I read the profile again. Somebody say amen. Did you sleep well? You all look very good this morning. Hallelujah. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am holy, chosen, beloved of the Lord. Therefore, I am kind, I am merciful, I am patient, I am forgiven, I don't hold grudges. I don't walk in the flesh. The flesh has no control over me. I walk in the spirit. Sin has no power over me. I am free from sin. That by the life of Christ in me, I function like Christ. I function like Christ. I respond like Christ. In every situation I find myself. In the name of Jesus. Now what you are just doing with that is you are educating your mind. You are telling your mind that this is the new reality. And when your mind gets it, your body gets it. Now, it's important not to... The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 16, it says, Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. See, like we knew Christ after the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what is he? Silas, where you this is? Try me. Welcome. So if any man be in Christ, what is he? He's a new creation. So you see how, you see how that you, 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 we don't call ourselves what we are dealing with in the flesh. For example, if I'm dealing with anger issues, I don't call myself an angry person. I call myself a merciful person, a patient person. What I'm doing is, I'm educating my mind about my new reality in Christ. And when my mind gets it, my body will respond. Am I making sense to you? And I told them in church, sometimes some of us don't have mirrors. How many of you men looked at the mirror this morning? Any man looked at the mirror this morning? Now, so most men don't look at the mirror, right? So your wife becomes your mirror. Alright? So I told them in church, women, help your husbands. When he is becoming angry, remind him, you are forgiving. You are a forgiving husband. You are a loving man. You are a very patient person. Don't call him an angry husband. Call him a patient person. Remind him who he is. If he's a, if he's a pastor like me, say pastor. If he's a bishop like me, say bishop. I'm not making sense to you. It's like pouring cold water. But if you now start following the anger and be abusing him, you are putting fire. Just remind him. The Bible says a soft answer. Remind him. Be sure. Man of God. Resident pastor. You know, uh, one of our pastors in church was telling me, say, Bishop, you don't know what you have done to me and my wife. He said, Sometimes I'm acting up. My wife will just look at me. Polosa. He will say, ha, Man in Christ. He said, This thing you have done now. Is it what Christ will do? He said, He said, We'll just weaken him. Have I make sense to you? Now imagine if she did not speak like that, but began to accuse him, 
and then he's, they are now fighting. They are now, they think that thoughts of what it should not be. So sometimes, you who is by the person, remind them who they are. One day we were driving in town, and somebody drove anyhow, and I, we were all angry, the, the person driving myself. We came out of the car, angry. As I came out of the car, as somebody was passing, Ah, Bishop! <laughs> I quickly entered the car. The, my mind was rearranged. Am I making sense to you? Now, what I just said is what repentance is. Repentance is not to be sorry. Listen carefully. Repentance is not to be sorry. It is that godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Many times we have mistaken repentance for being sorry. So you cry about something, you are sorry. But repentance is not sorry. Repentance is a re-education of your mind. Am I making sense to you? You can be sorry and not be repentant. Write that thing down. It's wisdom. Write it down. You can be sorry and not repentant. You know what I just said? You can be sorry and not be repentant. When I know you are not repentant, it's when you do it again. So when we got married, my wife... I don't know. How you be that? Uh-uh. I mean, dedicate that boy. I mean, name up. Somebody say, Amen. Man of God, how are you? So listen carefully. That you can be sorry and not be repentant. So, my wife told me when we got married, because when we just got married, oh, sorry, sorry. She said, Stop. She said, Stop. She said to me, You are not sorry. First question she asked me was, why are you saying sorry? Is it so that we can go on and just forget the issue or you are truly repentant about what you did? What are you saying sorry for? I mean, it was like a damn question. I never heard that kind of thing before. Before we take a sorry, they could take. But now you're not asking me why I'm saying sorry. She now said to me, sorry, sorry. She, she speaks American when she's angry. <laughs> American. She said to me, stop saying sorry. He said, change. Then I know you are sorry. He said, sorry means change. He said, when you change, then I know you are sorry. Stop saying sorry and keep doing what you are doing before. You are not sorry. So let me show you sorry. Come, stand here. Hope so your shoe is strong. Come on, mash your leg. So watch this now. See my leg on his leg? Sorry. Sorry. Am I sorry? Sorry is so you can remove your leg. Not sorry and keep matching the leg. That's how some of us behave. We, we, we keep crying. You sorrow. Oh, Father. Father, I'm sorry. Oh, brokenness. Lord, I'm sorry. No. Sorry is good. Godly sorrow. You must feel that way if you do wrong. But godly sorrow is not. It leads to repent. So there are two separate things. What's repentance? It's you now re-educating your mind in tune with what is true about the real you in Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Because these things in the flesh are no longer who you are. No longer your nature. Once you are in Christ, you are no longer a fornicator. You are no longer an adulterer. You are no longer a sinner. You are no longer a liar. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You don't, those things are no longer your nature. If it is found in your life, it is something you picked up or something you learned. 
It becomes nurture, not nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the, when somebody has truly put faith in Christ, no matter what he does, that is not him. Now what the enemy tries to do is to make you think that that's who you are. But that's not who you are. So to, the repentance is to look at yourself in the word and remind yourself who you are. I am kind. I am merciful. I am patient. I am forgiving. I don't hold grudges. Hallelujah. If, if you follow what I'm showing you, you'll be free from so many things that have been... Am I making sense to you? You have better... I was telling in church, we don't need to do marriage counsel, marriage seminar when I'm teaching this. Follow this one I'm showing you. If you follow what I'm showing you, you don't need marriage seminar. What do you want us to say? What do you want us to say in marriage seminar? Husband, don't do this. Wife, don't do that. How? Some of you like to judge case. You say, hey, talk your own. You will not talk your own. You will not talk your own. Wasting people's I don't have time like that. I don't have it. I don't have it at all. I don't have the time for case. And I ask them, I say, what do you want? You want to judge case or you want solution? What do you want? Some people like to judge. They want to judge case. I don't have time for case. I'm not a judge. Let's follow what the word says. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Full stop. Somebody say amen. Say I'm kind. I'm merciful. I'm patient. I'm holy. I am righteous. I'm anointed. I am blessed. I am healed. I'm forgiven. Everything Christ is. I am. He is holy. I am holy. He is righteous. I am righteous. He is kind. I am kind. He is merciful. I am merciful. He is humble. I am humble. I am because he is. You understand that? I am because he is. I am not am because I'm trying to am. <laughs> English. I am not be because I'm trying to be. No, I am because he is. Is he? Yes. Then I am. So I don't look at me to know me. I look at him to if it is true that I am in him. Somebody say amen. That's why I'm anointed. I'm anointed because I'm going to Rioke. I told Raymond yesterday, you can be a resident holy on the mountains we saw on the way. Plenty of mountains. We saw people who gathered in some mountains. I said, Raymond, there's a walk you can just do. Just go and stay by the mountain. Anybody that comes, says your mother-in-law, is your auntie, is your... Let me say they talk. Somebody, somebody, somebody must be doing you. Somebody say, Amen. So do that to yourself every day. Paul speaks about the, Peter speaks to the women in First Peter three to wear to adorn themselves, all right, with a meek and quiet spirit, all right. So so don't just put on. Pay attention to yourself on the outward. Pay attention to yourself on the inside. How many of you got to your cupboard this morning and stood in front of your mirror and did like this, and your clothes jumped on you? I am. Your, your shirt just prop. 
Pro. Shoe just enter. Pa, 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 pa. You just go. Is that not sweet? But you dressed up. Paul said that's the same way you do it. You don't leave it to chance. Dress your spirit man too. Dress your mind too. As you get time to dress your body, you to get, create time. And let me tell you, what I'm telling you now is what it is to walk in the spirit. Because Paul says in Romans 8.5, he says, you, those who mind the things of the flesh are those who walk after the flesh. And those who mind the things of the spirit are those who walk in the spirit. And what is the thing? How do you mind the things of the spirit? Colossians 3, set your mind on things above. What things? The things where Christ is seated. What things? Ephesians 1. The spiritual blessings has blessed us already in Christ Jesus. So to dress up your mind is to speak to yourself about your reality in Christ Jesus. And it's not something you leave to chance. You must be intentional about it. If you don't do it, you will find yourself walking in the flesh. You know what I just said? If you don't dress up that you are patient, you are merciful, you are kind, when the chance to be patient and merciful and kind comes up, you'll be an angry person. You know what I just said? We're enjoying this series, so it's called The Believer's Walk. Go and look for it, too. It's a classic. So we have to turn into a book. And as we miss you in Benio, we have to transfer you back. <laughs> I'm just joking. Somebody say amen. The Believer's Walk. The Believer's Walk. Come and say, I'm merciful. I'm kind. I'm patient. Everything he is, I am. Hallelujah. Your clothes didn't jump on you. You put them on. How many of you know that we don't read book by osmosis? Osmosis. Just do like this. The book will transfer. If a people, I wish that's how we read book. I think you know they're for easy. All those are your big, big textbooks. I that if a lecturers are very wicked. Imagine those big, big textbooks. I wish it was like that. Just do like this. There will be a transference from high, high, high density to, to low density. Paul Abbey. Now, so that's what they read. I, so, you have to sit down. Read it. That is how it works. That's how it works. You must give attention to these things. You see, under the law, the principle was clear. Under the law, Joshua 1 7, he said, This book, show me Joshua 1 7. God giving Joshua. The God giving Joshua the pattern for his success under the assignment he gave to him. Show me Joshua 1 7 quickly so we can jump to the Galatian church. I know you're waiting for that. Joshua 1 7 quickly. Joshua 1 7. Joshua. 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 Alright. Let's look at the. You have a Bible? Right before the projector comes, this is that spoiled also. We are now always looking for it. I Joshua one seven. So let's look at the word. Please look at your Bible. Joshua one seven. It says, "Only be thou strong and what, very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to what all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn over me to the right hand or to the left hand." That thou mayest prosper in whithersoever what thou so watch it be strong and courageous that thou mayest observe to do watch it observe to do all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee 
So God told Joshua, when you observe to do, observe to do what the law says, which my Moses, my servant commanded thee, right? You don't turn from the right or the left of it. You will prosper in whatever you do. We have this in our church. Okay, the noise from generator. All right, cool, cool. We're practicing for the UC. Alright, somebody say amen. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. Alright? So, what, what, on, look at that in your Bible. That thou mayest what? Observe to do. Now, jump to verse 8. So, observe to do. It's observing to do the law that you would prosper wherever you go. So, look at verse 8. So, God is now teaching Joshua how to observe to do. He didn't stop by telling him, observe to do the law. And then when you do the law, you will prosper in all you do. He now taught him further how to observe to do the law. Look at what he said. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall do what? Meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do. So in verse 7, he was showing him, when you observe to do it, you will prosper in whatever you do. So verse 8 now teaches him how to observe to do. You observe to do by meditation. And meditation is not to think deeply. It's to mutter. It's to speak to yourself. It's to open your mouth. And it's the same word for put on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When I like Bible, yes. Or you prefer, take it. Receive it. Enemies are behind you. Not be here. We have changed. This church of God's mission. We have what? <laughs> Follow what I'm showing you. So, can you see that? So God now says, "Observe do written therein, for then that shall make thy way prosperous, and that shall have what?" So we see under the law, under that system of the law, this was how people succeeded. Psalm, Psalm one: Blessed is the man that standeth not in the of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of scorner, or his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it he meditates day, say day and night. After day and night, what do you remember? day and night, anything day. So, what you need to learn is this. Under the dispensation of grace, Romans 6, 14, for you are not under the law, but under what? Grace. So, we, the curriculum has changed. We are not under the law. So, we cannot succeed by meditation on the law. It's like using an expired product, or expired drug, for a situation you are dealing with now. Will you get better? No matter how hard and deliberate you take the medicine, if the medicine is expired, it's expired. It will even kill you. I'll show you that later. Alright? Alright? So, but, what we meditate on now, Acts 20.32, Acts 20.32, Paul writes to the church when he was living in Ephesus, he says, I commend you to God, and what? The word of his grace. Remember the law came by Moses? Grace and truth came by who? Jesus. So, the word of his grace. Now, what is the word of his grace? The word of his grace is the revelation of Jesus Christ concerning his death, burial, and resurrection, and all that it implies. Is that okay? So, the word of his grace. So, now what I'm trying to draw your attention to is, just as the law, the book of the law, did not jump on them like Iron Man, the word of his grace too will not jump on you. Meditation is the key. Am I making sense to anybody here? Grace does not remove the 
responsibility of meditation. Are you getting my point? So, meditation is crucial to educating your mind. And that's what renewing your mind is about. That's what um, repentance is about for the believer in Christ. For the unbeliever, repentance is to put his faith in Jesus. Full stop. You hear what I just said? Repentance is not to be sorry for his sins. Because there are people who are good people. Like Cornelius. Who needed to be saved. You hear what I just said? Cornelius is even more devout than some believers. That was if he has God. He has stood evil. You don't trace any evil to his house. Or yet he was dead. So it means repentance is more than being sorry for bad things. For the unbelievers to put faith in Jesus. For the believers to renew your mind after Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And how we do that is by what? Meditation. Someone say meditation. And what are we meditating on? On the law, but on the word of his grace. Paul, Peter said, grow in grace and in the knowledge. So I've told you, and doesn't mean conjunction. And is just further sometimes describing. So growing grace by in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now when we say revelation of Jesus Christ, we don't mean the historical Jesus. How he turned water to wine, how he walked on the street. No, we, when we speak about the revelation of Jesus, we're speaking about him in his death, burial, and what? Resurrection. The way it's put in scripture, I'll show you later, is um, in, the, in, his, in the things of his sufferings and the glory that should follow. The sufferings and the glory that should follow. Am I making sense to you? So it means giving ourselves to the meditation of all his, of his death, burial, resurrection, on uh, all that implication of who we are now, what we have now by his cross in his death, burial, and resurrection, who was just delivered up, delivered up for our offenses and was raised again for our what? Justification. Somebody say amen. amen. Right, now let's jump to the Galatian church. Let's see some things there. I trust God for this morning and then this evening. And tomorrow morning, quickly, I the go be new. So must be, we must leave you early tomorrow. Somebody say amen. We have communion service at church tomorrow. Hallelujah. Now, for an introduction today, uh, I've shared with you before about God's dealing with Israel in Amos chapter 4. Remember that story? Amos chapter 4 from verse 6. Maybe let's look at it for those who have not heard me talk about it. Amos 4 from verse 6 quickly. Amos chapter 4 from verse 6. So this is God interacting with Israel and showing them, and from here we will learn about the grace of God. Say, and I also have what? Giving you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and want of bread in all your places, yet you have not what? Returned unto me. Said So what did God do? He punished them with hunger and the expectation was that when I make them hungry, I put famine and all of that, they will come to me. But the Bible says, upon the punishment of hunger and famine, Israel still did not return. Once again, reminding you, making us realize that sin is first of all a nature before it's an action. Am I making sense to you? That what we're showing, what we're seeing here is the nature of sin being dealt with. Because hunger is enough motivation to make them repent. 
But hunger, famine came, yet Israel, because a leopard cannot change the spots. There's no beat, I will beat you now, that will turn you to a man from Spain, Ayo. You are a black guy from, is that, what happens in Yewa? That's your village. I don't think it's says to Ayo. Ayo was born, he's a Yewa guy because his parents are Yewa people. Now, Ayo is not from Spain. Even if Ayo goes to bleach, he's a bleached Yewa guy. Am I making sense to you? So, we are saying that hunger was enough motivation to repent, but they didn't come to God. The word which actually is to repent is come back to God. Now, go to the next verse. Verse 7. And I withheld rain from you. So, God went further after food, not responding to food. He held rain from them. Where there was three months of the harvest, I caused the rain upon one city, raised upon another city. One piece was rained upon. The other piece was not rained without. Next verse. And so, two or three cities wandered to one city. To what? But they were not satisfied. Yet, you have not returned to me. So, imagine that there's water in Ife. There's no water in Ibadan. All those who want to drink water in Ibadan have to trek to Ife to drink water. I mean, won't Ibadan be able If God said no water in Ibadan, you have to go to Ife or Oshobo to drink water. Imagine you are trekking to Ife to go and drink the water. On your way back, you will go back. Is that not enough to say, Lord, we repent, have you? But look at the Bible says, yet you have not returned to me. Continue. I know, and all these things God was doing was the things he said he would do if they disobeyed the law. He said, Deuteronomy 28. He was saying what the, what the law could not do. That's why the Bible says, what, Romans 8, what the law could not do. Watch it. So God went further. I smit you with blight and meet you. Mild, mild, mild you, when your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increase, the palmer worm defiled it. I mean, I destroyed your harvest, yet you have not returned to me. Can you see what I'm showing you? Those hmm. of you want to preach law and you know when you preach sin and the anger of God, people will repent. Look at it. Even God preached it. It didn't happen. You know what I just said? So this is the reason why they are not preaching the anger of God. They are not preaching the... Look at them. The way they are preaching. I say even God. Look at God. Practiced it. He didn't help him. Look at the word now. I'm made a talker. Can you see what I'm showing you? This thing you are saying we should preach now. I'm saying God did it. It didn't work. George, are you hearing what I'm saying? I, look at it. The things that you are saying, these people are just preaching grace, 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 God, grace, the grace of God, grace of God. They're not pre- they preach the real message. Talk again. Sometimes in church, when I when I rebuke people, but I, you know, under grace, we also rebuke, right? So maybe I preach a rebuking thing. I say something about rebuke. So people, some elders want me to be Hey, Bishop, we like this one. <laughs> I said, look at you, hypocrites. Because I talk to you, we're not, we're not concerned, you know. Somebody say amen. So, so let's go further. Um, next verse, verse 10. Now, imagine the sin of repented. God now went further. I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. Your young men have slain with the sword, taking your horses. I've made the stink of your camps to come to my nostrils, yet you have not returned to me. He followed what broke Egypt. What broke Egypt did break Israel. Let's continue. <laughs> He said, you see, what broke Egypt? When he killed Pharaoh's son, he said, okay, we give up. He said, yet, you have not returned. 
look at the next thing. He now went back in time. You know God was just going back. After he tried waiting due to Egypt, he now went to Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know that one was horrible. The angel finished. He said, I've overthrown some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and you as a firebrand plucked out of the burning. What does that mean? It's like, just kept you fresh from punishment. Fresh from punishment. Hmm? That should have that should have made you come back now. He said, Yet you have not returned. So see what God said he would do. Look at the next verse. He said, Therefore, if all that didn't work, thus will I do to thee, O Israel. And because I will do this, O, o Israel, unto thee, prepare to meet. How many of you heard that sermon growing up? Maradai. Brethren, prepare. Me, my God, they will not be broken. Not be crying those crocodile tears. Crying doesn't mean repentance. Crocodile tears. Actually, when you hear the gospel, rejoicing, you rejoice. Philip went to Samaria and preached the gospel. There was joy in the city, and there was true repentance there. I'm going to make a sense to you. Now watch it. Prepare to meet your God. So, the question to you is, when God now came, how did he come? <laughs> when God came by himself, how did he come? Hey, they called him Emmanuel. God with us. So when God showed up by himself, he came as Jesus. And what did Jesus represent when he came? Grace and truth. So when Christ died on the cross, you know what, what, what happened? Man did not come to God. God came to man. What God wanted man to do that man could not do. He now died on the cross and came to man. He returned to man first. So he was the one who reconciled man to himself. The one who returned this reconciled. Am I making sense to anybody? So they say, preach the anger of God. The anger of God. They don't call it fully God. God, anger of God. No, even God, even God tried it. It didn't work. Let's look at that consuming fire you just mentioned. Let's look at it. Go to consuming fire scripture. Who knows where it is? Consuming fire scripture. Hebrews what? Hebrews what? I like how you mentioned that. Hebrews what? 12 what? Hebrews 12 is 12 or 13. Somebody help me. Let's let the project. Where am I? If you, I will depastor some of you here now. Let me do depastor you. Eh? Are you a pastor? You are not a pastor. Come, come here. Come here. Bring your chair. Come and sit down here, pastor. Yeah. You are not a pastor. Oh, sit down there. I know you, maybe you like that sister. Who knows what you are telling her? <laughs> Who knows if the Lord is. Now, now, Hebrews, what did he say? 12.29. Look at Hebrews 12.29. Watch it. I'm going to come to Ephel next year. When I, when I, <laughs> Hebrews 12, what? 29. Go to Hebrews 12.29. I, I love these Ephel people. I need to come to Ephel. And it's a, it's a testimony because we started that church. We just, we just dropped two of them in Ephel. <laughs> and left. <laughs> we dropped two of them in Ephel. Two years, three years later, they are married with children. They have, they have members. That's the, that's the grace of God. 
I'm, I'm so impressed. Now, look, look, look at this. Go to, go to, say for our God is what? Go to verse 28. Therefore, receiving what? A kingdom, which cannot be moved, let us have what? What is grace? Love and kindness. That we may serve God acceptably, with reverence, and godly fear. Remember, how is godly fear produced? Your forgiveness. We said yesterday. Your kindness. Next verse. 29. For our God. So this our God is a consuming fire. Which give him with grace. You understand that? He's a consuming fire. But we approach him. With a grace consciousness. You did what I just said. For he's a consuming fire. Not for me and you. But for those who reject his grace. I'm not making sense for anybody here. Is the consuming fire true? But we come to that God who is the consuming fire with a grace consciousness. Am I making sense for anybody here? You know one of the ways I describe this is it. Why Jesus will be very angry when he comes back? Yeah? It's because his provision for man's salvation was rejected by some people. That was the reason for the wrath. And because they rejected that provision, they continued in their wickedness. So you see what the Bible says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Why? Because the salvation did not only pay for the consequence of their actions, his work on the cross also, it also freed them from that wicked actions, or from the source of it. But because they refused his gift of salvation, his death on the cross, they continued in their wickedness. Am I making sense to you? Now, the example I give here is this. Uh, where's husband and wife now? Is that your wife? Is that your wife? Very good. What's his best food? Hear this example though. You know this I teach in church because when you pastor a church, for pastors, don't teach to excite yourself. Teach so that people can understand. Very important. So use examples they can understand. So what is his best food? Rice and stew. What tribe are you, sir? Yoruba. Say the truth. The rice and stew is your best food. Okay, let's manage rice and stew. What's the rest of the rice and stew? Let's, let, me, uh, let me just ask at this rice and stew. So imagine that you want to cook rice and stew for him. You didn't tell him, but you have a plan. Rice and stew, you went to the market, you bought the rice. As you were going to the market to buy the rice and stew things, you fell in the market. It was mud, rain fell that day, like heavy rain. You now fell, you peeled your knee. But you say, I love my husband, I want to surprise him. You continued, you bought the rice, bought pepper, everything, you got home. As you were cutting the pepper, you cut your hand. Then the pepper now entered your hand. Ah, you now went to the room, washed it, sellotape, bandaged your hand. Continue cooking the stew for your husband. Ah, ah. As you were cooking the pepper, pepper entered your eye. You cleaned your eye. And continue, continue cooking for him. As you were cooking the rice, the hot hot pot burns your hand. Ah, ah. I love my husband. Oh, oh. What's, is it your call me? They call it. You cook the food, finish. You now set the table. You now came home. You now brought bread as it was coming. Bread. You now say, honey, the table. He said, no. Um, it's just bread I feel like eating. 
Say the truth. What will happen that day in the house? Say the truth. What will happen? Oh God, don't try it. You see, well, your, your wife not talk. Don't try it. This thing I just said now. Don't ever try it. If, if she had said something, I, I would say try it. But she didn't see anything. <laughs> Bible said the heart, the heart of man is desperately wicked. But I didn't mention the heart of woman. Don't try it. That's what I said. Don't try it. Don't try it. Because anything, just eat it. Rejoice. Don't try it. I fall. I cut my hand. Pep enter my eye. I burn my hand. You want your bread. <laughs> Have you heard of bread and rice burger? Risky burger. Risky. You open the bread. You pour rice and stew. Press it. You know why? Because the sacrifice on the cross was rejected. Maybe it says to anybody here. What could have saved you was rejected. How many of you realize that it's not just the fact that Jesus died, it's the separation from God that was the issue. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Maybe it says to you. Yes, his blood, physical blood accounted for. But the fact that he was on, on that cross, the Bible says, cursed is he. By God is he that hangs on the I will show you what our curse means very soon as we go on. Am I making sense to you? So because of you and me, God put his curse upon his son. Then you will not say that you can do it by yourself. You will not buy bread on the way. I can do it by myself. If you feel done by yourself, why you let me go? Why <laughs> let me go, girls? Am I making sense to you now? That's why we put our faith in Jesus. Do you know that everything you give to God, you, that comes to you from God, comes to you from God only because of what Jesus did? Now, do you even know that everything you give to God is only accepted because of Jesus? So sometimes, praise the people confuse us. Come on, dance. See, if you dance hard and you sweat, 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 may I just stand and praising God. All is accepted to God by Jesus Christ. Your hard dance and my stand soft dance, all is accepted by Christ to God. It's not the how you dance that makes it accepted. It is Christ that I'm not making sense to you. So I'm saying so you go rest. Don't no, stop struggling. <laughs> Don't I'm not trying to bust your bubble, but listen to this. You pray ten hours. I pray one hour. I'm anointed. You are anointed. I might even be more anointed than you if you, you are praying ten hours to be anointed. <laughs> I might be. If you are doing it to be, I am more than you. Because my understanding is clear. I am because he is. I'm not praying to purchase anything. I'm praying because the burden, I'm sharing in his burden. 
Am I making sense to anybody here? So, why do people want us to preach the law? I just showed you an example. They want us to preach the law because I've started my teaching. You know, they preach the law because they think that preaching the law will help people be free from sin. When you give people laws and commands and preach about the law of God, they think they think it will help people live free from sin. That the way to help people be free from sin is to talk about the commands, uh, you know, the law of God and how God's response, to, God's response to those who break His law and all of that. So that people think it's rational thinking to think that way. All right. So I will show you some scriptures to deal with that. Then we'll go into other things. Now that was true of the Galatian church. Paul had expressly taught them about faith in Christ, and then people came from Jerusalem who came and said that faith in Christ was not sufficient. Faith in Christ is so passive. Faith in Christ appears weak. You know, I have, I have a, a model for faith in Christ. Come on, let's try it. Oh, in has come. You be Jesus. Um, Shagun, you be... No, you be the believer. You be Jesus. Alright? Shagun, they know they drink. So, so do it. Let him... So, show them how Jesus, how we how we have faith in Jesus. Show them. You see that? In has go enjoy this thing. Eh? <laughs> now, watch it. What is Pastor Enas doing to stand? What is he contributing to his standing? Who is holding him up? Jesus. If Jesus moves for any reason, what happens to him? <laughs> so it says, now, um, Jude, Jude, Jude 1 verse 20, now to him, that is able to keep us from falling. Now many of you think you are the one holding him. No. Faith is him holding you, not you holding him. So they taught you, hold on to Jesus. No, you are not the one holding on to him. He's the one holding you. He's the one holding you. Am I making sense to you now? So, you see, you see this is faith in Jesus. Now, it looks passive and weak. But people came from Jerusalem and said, no, this is not, don't mind Paul, don't mind Paul. Don't mind Paul. Paul. Don't mind Paul. You must be circumcised and you must keep the law. That this is too weak. I wanted to add, and Paul at that point was angry. So he said something which I like. He said, We did not give them submission, not even for a moment. Stand up, we should never show up. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I love it too. No, let you never show up. We may not go for. Listen to this. So they came and they said, This is too passive and weak. But let me tell you, that's the posture of Satan fears. That's the posture of power. I will show you later. Galatians 3, verse 5. He that worketh miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? The posture of power. So they came and they said, Oh, it's too passive, it's too weak. You need to add something. You need to obey the law. You need to be circumcised. And Paul was just tired. Paul now said, we didn't, we didn't give them submission for a moment. Yeah, let me warn you. Don't submit to anything that is contrary to the word of God. I won't. Don't submit. You are just, you might be submitting to idolatry. I'm not making sense to anybody here. Not in the guise of, in the, in the, in the guise of we are one, we are one. We are not one, no. I'm one with you and you. 
because we preach the gospel. The day you don't preach, the day you, the day you start breaking calabash and coconut, we are not one. We can't be. And it's shameful to see believers talk about we are one, the body of Christ. Body of where? Of what? Some people are not in the body of Christ. For the fact that you rented the hall and call the name of something and have chairs and people gather doesn't make you a part of his body. For the Lord knows those who are his. Let everyone that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now you will think that is sin, first of all. Check the context. Wrong doctrine. Wrong doctrine. Because it starts by talking about Hermanus and Philetus who by their wrong teaching. We are one. We are one. One with who? I'm only one with people who preach Christ and Him crucified. If I don't preach Christ, we, are, we can never be. To come for coconut breaking service. When you come, you bring your oil and your coconut, and you now say me and you are one. How can we be one? We are not related. We are not cousins. We have not met. We don't know each other at all. No way. Somebody say amen. amen. So, so they want us to preach the law because they think the law will uh, help or the law will um, help people live. So let me show you the dangers of that. Go to First Corinthians fifteen and fifty-six. First Corinthians fifteen and fifty-six. Are you there? First Corinthians 15 and 56. Let's look at this together. What does it say? The sting of death is what? Alright? The sting of death is what? So what that means is sin produced death, right? Adam sinned from the beginning and then he died spiritually and all of us died in Adam, right? And the fruit of that condition is sinful actions. And sinful actions leads to eternal death. Separation from God. Now, it goes further. And the strength of sin is grace. The strength of sin is what? The law. So, in other words, so let me look for a simpler version. One version. Look for NIV or NLT. I like that one. They say, what gives sin its power is the law. Show me NLT or NIV. NLT or NIV or something something light. Mm, young people will know that one. Something light. Give me something light. Uh, are you there? NIV, NLT, and something something simpler. Ooh. And the power of sin is what? So when the law is emphasized, when the law is emphasized. People are more empowered to sin because the only cure for sin is grace. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Just that's just the same way you cannot go to America and say enter a CVS shop or a Walgreens shop and say give me quartem. They'll be looking at you. What's quartem? Give me amala. They'll be looking at you. Give me a test unit. What is that? Malaria in America is not endemic. 
there's hardly a you sure China just celebrated malaria freedom in, in China. No malaria. So these countries don't have malaria because the mosquito that causes malaria does not live there. But in Africa, if you want to start chemists, you start your chemists with malaria medicine. If any chemist that doesn't have malaria medicine cannot make profit. So you have different versions. And in Nigeria, we are all uh, doctors. Somebody told me about how, how first and where we shall prescribe medicine for somebody. <laughs> friends and where we shall prescribe medicine for somebody. Don't take medicine for friends and where we shall. <laughs> the man say, back the pain up. First and where we shall told him is uh, diabetes. Uh, because the man, the man, somebody had to, the person I was telling him, had a similar pain and they gave him diabetic drugs because they did a test for him and they found out what was wrong with him and gave him the medicine. They not told when somebody has not had that. He said, "Ah, that's the best way they give me now." Not that's all that. He came to the hospital with coma. Friends and well wishers. So please stop taking medicine from friends. Only doctors are permitted to prescribe medicine. Am I making sense to you? You might have a similar symptom, doesn't mean the same thing that's worried of you. Yes, sir. Mm. See, when, the, when my back pain, I just take ampy clocks and this thing, and then I just take it now. <laughs> Alright? So, the power of, so when you, when you go to America, you cannot just buy malaria drugs like that. It's not endemic, you don't find malaria there, so it's not, you can just pick it from the, from the shelf. Because malaria is not there. So, where, why is it, why malaria drugs abounding here? Because this is where malaria is. I'm going to make sense to you. So, so it says the power of sin is what? The law. What gives power to sin? What gives, when, wherever you, wherever the law is emphasized, sin gets power. I'm going to make sense to anybody here. And one of the things you find that when the law is emphasized is that it breeds hypocrites. Hypocrisy. So there's a front for I'm doing what is right, but at the back there are worse people. That's why you see that's how you see Jesus dealt with the Pharisees. Because the law made them hypocrites. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Let's see another example. Go to Romans 5. Show me what the reads for me loud, my pastor. Yeah. Yes, it's sin. Yes. Jesus. It is the law which gives force to sin, impetus to sin. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's why we preach the grace of God. Because the grace of God is the cure to sin. When the law is emphasized, it empowers sin the more. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And what is grace? The love and the kindness of God. Shown to us by the death of Christ on the cross. Romans 5 verse 8. For God commanded his love towards us. In that while we yet sin, that's what happened to us. Christ died for us. So when we speak about the love and the kindness of God. It's not God just looking away at our sin. It's God pouring his anger. And exhausting his anger on sin. Not the sinner. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men. Not on unrighteous men. Romans 1.18, I think. Is that Romans 1.18? It's alright. You can show us Romans 1.18. The wrath of God will come heaven against the unrighteousness of men. Romans 1.18, quickly. 
Aha. For the wrath of God is heaven against all what? Ungodliness and what? Unrighteousness of men. So notice the anger of God is on the unrighteousness of men. And he has poured that anger now on who? Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's keep going. Because principle, for God so loved the world. Now let's see another example about that. Romans 5 verse 20. Romans 5 verse 20. So we are seeing the Galatian church uh, being told that grace is not sufficient. Grace is passive. They must add the law. They must add this. They must add that. And then uh, uh, Paul came and said, no, no. Grace, faith in Christ is sufficient. Now look at this. Romans 5 verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that what? The offense might abound. But where sin The law encouraged lying. But when grace came, love and kindness, I'll pay the way Jesus paid for us. 300 pastors got up and responded to grace. You want to see truth? You want to see truth in your church? Emphasize the grace of God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? The grace of God. The grace of God. Now, so we see Romans 5.20 it says that the moreover the law entered so that once again I told you entered added shows you that the law was not the original plan. Remember that? It was added. That's why Jesus kept saying things like from the beginning it was not so. From the beginning it was not so. From the beginning it was not so. That's why John writes and said this Jesus was in the beginning with God. Was in the beginning with God. So he knows how it's how things ought to be. But the law which came by Moses was an aberration. It was not the normal thing. Somebody say amen. It was added because of you, the hardness of your heart, so that it can lead you to Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say amen. Let's see another example of that. Um, Second Corinthians three. They'll do two more scriptures about that. Second Corinthians three and Colossians two. Second Corinthians three and verse six. Quickly, is there a smaller pulpit that can stay here? So I don't keep climbing up and down. But it's good, child. The exercise is good. So sure. Exercise. Somebody ahead, better. Somebody say amen. Right. So let's let's look at um, Second Corinthians. Are you from six? Are you there? Alright. Who also has what? Able what? Ministers of the what? Ministers of the new. Say, I'm a minister of the New Testament. What does that mean? What I serve is the New Testament. What we serve is what? The New Testament. Alright? Not of the 
letter, but of the what? Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So one of the things you will not do as a Bible student is to isolate verses and think, come up with what you think it means. Read the Bible. Read it like a book. Read context. Read what was said before. Read it proper. Read it through. Everything is a whole. Am I making sense to you? Don't pick one part and begin to think, hmm, the letter kill it. What's the letter? The spirit. What's the spirit? Hmm. Try to look for what you call Rema. No, just read the Bible. Is a Rema. <laughs> Am I making sense to you? Paul said, The revelation God gave to me that you will understand when you read. I receive it by revelation. You understand it when you read it. Just read it. Am I making sense to you? So, of the new covenant. Now, so what does what Paul mean by letter? Let's go further. Next verse. But if the what? So it now lets you understand what it means by letter. That letter that killeth is what? The ministration of death. That which ministers death. Huh? Written and what? Engraved in stones was glorious. Oh, we are seeing now what he calls the letter that killeth and that which was which ministers death. Written and engraved in stones. What was written and engraved in stones? Huh? The law, the Ten Commandments. Who wrote it? No, no, don't lie on Moses. God wrote it. Bible said with the finger of God. Delivered the verbal one delivered by angels. But the one that was on the stone, Bible said the finger of God. Whether it was angel hand though, but Bible said the finger of God. Same one says it's not God that brought the law. I was not there. What the Bible tells me that is the finger of God. He wrote it. Moses now broke the first one. God now said, This is not to break stone. Go and cut stone and bring. Let us. Let me write again. Am I making sense to anybody here? So the first lawbreaker was the lawgiver. How do you see that? The first one that broke the law was the one who gave it. Because even he himself could not obey it. Oh, Jesus. So watch it. So. So that the children of Israel could not step out to build the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away with. Next verse. So notice something there. The Bible doesn't say Moses covered his face because Israel couldn't look at his face. They couldn't just look at his face because there was a the glory. But he didn't cover it because of the fact they couldn't look. It's when the glory was not fading. He not covered his face so that they would not see the end of the fading glory. What he says, how shall not the spirit be more glorious? Next verse, watch it, verse 9. For if the what? So we're saying again, is the letter that killeth, is the ministration of death, is the ministration of condemnation. So you see that the law kills, dis- uh, condemns. No, there are three things we said. It kills, then it makes you die. <laughs> And then he condemns. Now, do you see a similar thing here with what Jesus said in John chapter 10? The thief comes up over to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Now, many times we have thought that that is devil. That's not devil. The thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy is not the devil. Because he said in the other verse, he said, all that came before me are thieves and robbers. So he was speaking of the religious system. That he was calling a thief and a robber. That's what the law does. Am I making sense to anybody here? 
So the Lord kills, I give life. That's something he said in, in the Old Testament where he says, I set before you life and death. Choose me and live. The death is the law. I'm not making sense to anybody. Hmm. Are you seeing what I'm showing you? So, what people want us to preach kills. Because they feel it's... And I'll show you why they think like that. Go to Colossians 2. Go to Colossians 2. Go to Colossians 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you learning something? So, I'm showing you why Paul had to rebuke the Galatian church about these things. Why he had to be forceful on them. Because if you follow the law, you will be destroyed. You will not enter the fullness of all that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. And do you, do you also realize that that's why Moses did not lead them to the promised land? When you check the instruction God gave to Moses, God never by mistake told Moses he will lead them to the promised land. Check all the times God spoke to Moses. All God told him was bring them out. He never for any reason said. Because if he said it, it will happen. So he didn't say it. When Moses now did what Moses did, he now said, you will not lead them in. Because that's what I've always planned. Why? Why is it instructive? The law can never bring you into God's promises. Not just the law, Aaron, the Le- Levitical priesthood. So both the law, that's why the Bible says, since there was a change of the law, it was necessary that the priesthood also be changed. Are you grabbing what we are saying? We won't have to be... You, some of you should know what I'm saying. Now go to Hebrews. When you go home, you go and read Hebrews, and read Romans, go and read all together so that you can grab. Somebody say amen. amen. Alright? So, go to Colossians. Are you Colossians 2? Hmm. That's why it says Moses could not have let them in because only Joshua could, who was a type of Jesus. You see, everything has pattern. Joshua was the one who took them in because Joshua is a type or actually Joshua and Jesus mean the same thing. If you check Hebrews chapter 4, they won't call Joshua Jesus. For Jesus has given them rest. Somebody say amen. Now look at this. I'll go to verse, go towards the end verses of Colossians 2. Um, there was the last verses of Colossians 2. Go to verse verse uh, oh, I love this. Is just interesting. Go to verse. Oh, shallow boy, help me. <laughs> okay, go to verse four, verse thirteen. Colossians two. Water, please. Water break. Have you seen the building water break night football? We do have water break. Somebody say amen. I saw him as putting water by side today. I didn't drink it. Oh, he didn't drink the water. He did just put it there. He didn't drink it. Drink water now. Have you drank water? <laughs> oh my God! Now, say, and you've been dead in what? Your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he what? With, with him, have been what? How many? All. Say how many? All. Say all my sins are forgiven. Ah, oh, oh Lord, help me! I, I want to be systematic, but things are coming to my mind in my notes. But let me just say, take it at that, at that time to say it. Do you realize in Romans chapter 4, he said, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. 
I, I was looking at that word will not, will not is O-U-M-E O-U-M-E, I can't pronounce what it means but in the text, in the understanding it's like double negative huh? it's like the word will not is never God will never now this is so strong to, to accept God, if I will, yeah, I will take it look at me, say God will never impute sin to my account you say, Bishop, you go and shoot somebody now? Yes. But will I go and shoot somebody? No. I'm a new creation. Even if you, even if you, even if you steal now? Yes. If I steal, he will steal not. But will I go and steal? No. I'm a new creation. I don't, I don't steal. Christ doesn't steal. I don't steal. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say to you? But principle remains. He will never say never. He will never impute sin to my account. If he tries it, Christ died in vain. So the reason why God is not imputing sin to my account is not because of me. It's because of what Christ has done. How many of you know, imagine you go to a, no, look at this. Does anybody go to court? Maybe the person stole, stole money and goes to the court and say, I'm just the judge, when they call this case, I'm very sorry. Baba Lao, that's been what do you see in your Baba Baba Ejo, what's Baba? Is it like Baba Ejo, 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 Eshuni, Eshu, Eshuni, is devil walk. Baba Ejo, George will now say, the way he has begged now, shouldn't we just leave him? He has really begged, he's sorry. Can you see he's crying? Ah, Baba Ejo, let's go come my Monica, please. That's my mommy over there. Give him a chair for front. Hallelujah. Listen. Say, Baba Ejo, Ejo, sir. Ejo, Ejo. Baba will not say, your, your father is a judge. Is that this to beg him in court? Baba Ejo, you now say, okay, it has a bed, bed now, so let him go. Does that happen in court? The only reason why a judge will let a guilty person go is if somebody else comes and says what you are accusing him of I did it except there is a new evidence that says that this person is not the one who did this but a new evidence shows somebody else has done it on that basis he will not discharge and acquit the person are you hearing what I am saying God did not forgive us because of Abayajor it was a judicial Jesus took your place what you did and will ever do what you what you did and you will ever do was put upon him not just you you and the whole world think of only the lies that Ibadan today only today Ibadan the lies they have told in Ibadan only today not yesterday or not two days ago today think of the number of people in Ibadan and you know, so it's not one lie to one person, no. It's not one lie to one person. Each person can have like 50,000 lies in one hour. Jesus <laughs> mio. Now, put all of that, now we're only picking lie. There are sins, sins doesn't, sins doesn't, doesn't have number. Some sins are actions, some sins are, some sins are thoughts, some sins are inactions. 
Think you should do, you didn't do. Some of you when you hear say you think of fornication, fornication, fornication. You think fornication is the only sin? Sin, sin, preach sin, preach sin. You, you, so after you want this title of assignment today is fornication. Do you want to learn to fornicate? <laughs> Why are you asking us to? I'm not making sense to anybody here. What do you want us to say? Ah, Father, help me. In actions, so all say all was put upon Jesus. Based on that, God looks at the sinner discharged and acquitted. Your sins are forgiven. Not just for the Christian, for the whole world. Put on your chest and say, God will never impute sin to my account. A girl came to school of wisdom. If you, uh, if you I'm if you know we're on DSTV. I'm if you watch us on DSTV. You don't watch it on DSTV. Okay, please note it. When we have been on DSTV for almost six months now, or seven months now, we are on WAP TV, Wale Adonaga Production TV, every Sunday by 9 p.m. Please watch it. The programs are powerful. People are being blessed all over the world. Somebody say amen. Watch it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m., Wale Adenuka Production TV uh, on DSTV, and on Go TV. DSTV is channel 262. Go TV is channel 102. Somebody say amen. Now, listen to this carefully. We're also on Abakaliki Radio, Unity FM, we're on KFM Benin, we're on ITV Benin, and it's expanding by the grace of God. Somebody say amen. Now, listen to this. School of Wisdom 2018, we, it was the, the theme was the grace of God, right? Understanding the grace of God. School of Wisdom 2018. So, a girl, that's what they are showing on DSTV, that's why I mentioned it, because they will show it again this week. A girl came to School of Wisdom, let hear this carefully. Huh? Yes, the grace of God, the exigences, yes. Uh, so this girl came to school of wisdom with a masturbation problem for seven years. She had been masturbating for seven years, and she had done everything in the book. God, if I do it again, kill me. Who knows that thing? I made a covenant with God. If I try, just kill me. She tried that. She kept doing it. It didn't work. Um, uh, de- de- determination, you know, will, all those things that you know, you know the truth now. All this do it. Father, you know, or 40 days dry, you know, or the 21, you'll not do dry, you'll not start where you stopped. So she had done everything in the book. And then she came to School of Wisdom, and we'll tell you about the of God, and she heard the words that not only will God not impute sin on your account, he will never. See, for the first time in her life, she heard that message, that God will never impute sin to my account. Why? Because he cannot impute on me what Jesus paid for already. He can't be recording from holding against me what he already held against Jesus. What Jesus took out of his sight. He said the first thing that happened to her was something jumped out of her. Whatever it was. He said she felt a weight. And I think that was guilt. Because the enemy thrives in guilt. You know what I just said? Guilt is the opposite of godly sorrow. Guilt drives you away from God. Godly sorrow brings you back to God. Guilt is why Satan makes us sin. Satan knows that the blood of Christ has cancelled sin and will never change God's mind about us. But sin drives us away. Sin makes us run away from God. So that's why Satan tempts us to sin. See what I just said. Satan knows that God will never change his mind because of you, no matter what you do. But Satan knows that sin can make you run away from God. That's why he tempts you to sin. That's what the Bible says, when you sin, run the way or run to him. 
Say, come with boldness. Don't run away. No matter what you do, come to him. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? With not with fear, with boldness. To the throne of grace. Am I making sense to you? When Adam sinned, did God run away? When God Adam sinned, God said, Adam, mm, I can smell your sin from heaven. No, God still came down. Adam, where are you? Am I making sense to anybody here? Did I say go and sin? No. So, what was I? What led you to this? So the girl said that she felt something jump out of her. So she got home the next day. And the urge normally comes in the morning. She had the urge again to do the thing. You know, she told herself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My sins are forgiven. God will, even if I do this thing now, God will not impute it against me. God will never hold it against me. She was telling herself, even if I do it now, God will still not count it against me because he will never impute on me what he put upon Jesus. Satan was defeated. She said for the first time in seven years, she felt hatred for the act. What she had fasted for, what she had uh, covenant for, what she see for the first time in seven years. Pastor Kate, this is a true life story. First day one, nothing happened. Day two, nothing happened. Three, nothing happened. Day four, by day five she called. He said, Bishop, I'm free. Seven years addiction. All she heard was about the love of God. You think it's God's anger that makes people live right? Never. It's the law empowers sin. Grace sets free from sin. Am I making sense to anybody here? I was talking to a husband, a couple to be, some days ago. Uh, they have issues in the flesh. They never marry you. I said, what? Marry her now? He said, eh, no money. I said, no, I conduct simple weddings in my office. I don't, you don't do money to marry. Just come here. I join you. You go to go and pay a bride, pay a bride price. I join you. You are free. Why do you want to have money to marry? So I told him, number one, I won't tell you to break up. If I tell you, that's not the solution. Because it shows me that even if you marry her, if you don't know how to deal with your flesh, you can marry her and can commit adultery. So, I not told them what to do. So the next time you, first of all, don't be in places that you shouldn't be. But if you are, if you, that kind of thing comes to your mind, start telling yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm Christ-like. My body is a part of Christ. Educate your mind. I said, there's no way but you will be catching you. You are telling yourself you are like Christ. Christ is in me. Cold water will you? Cold water. Ice water. Something will happen to you. You can't be saying, I'm the righteousness. I wish my wife was here to use for example. My wife is not here. I'm the, I'm the righteous. Your hand will come down. Joseph Priest was sharing about how a guy had to be was free from smoking. The guy was having problems with smoking. He said, Don't worry. Next time you want to smoke, go and buy the cigarette. As you are buying it, keep declaring, I'm God's righteousness. He said, As you light the cigar, I'm the righteousness of God. Take the first bath, the first drag. I'm the righteousness of God. Still keep declaring. Now that's where some of you think is foolish. It's self-deception, but no, that's the truth. You must stand on the truth. Don't know yourself after the flesh, know yourself in Christ. As the guy was taking the first drug, it not work. The guy dropped the cigarette. The, the, the word of Christ took over him. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Richly. When it dwells in you richly by meditation, it starts to control you. It produces the same effect of alcohol upon you. You know when you take alcohol to a point, alcohol begins to control you. 
not you control yourself. We say alcohol people, companies don't use the correct people for the adverts. They use clean guys and clean girls. The real, their real adverts are people in the gutter. I don't know why they don't use them. So a full professor can be in the gutter because alcohol is controlling him. That's how, that's what God's word can, the word of Christ can produce in you. When you take it richly, produce that effect in you. Am I making sense to you? I know richly is, richly is relative. How many of you drank before? Pastor George, did you ever hold the bottle? The old George, not you. Not this one, the one, the one that died. How many of you in the, in the former life? Okay. How many? Ah, today. So, how many bottles did you, did you, what, what, first of all, what, what brand did you drink? What brand? Give me your brand. Fam wine. You're a guide. Jesus, that's that a weak one. What did you drink? What did you drink, you? <laughs> okay, give me an example of one of the brands you drank. Or Deco, Big Stout. So, how many, how many Big Stouts gets you drunk? Four bottles. So, when you drink one bottle, what happens to you? You are still gallant. Second bottle, you are still okay. Third bottle, you are moving a bit. But by the fourth bottle, <laughs> now, fourth bottle is richly. Some of you have not taken the word of Christ to the point where you are intoxicated by it. That's why your flesh is in control of you. That's why. And it doesn't jump on you. Did the beer jump on you? You drank it. It's called meditation. Put this word of Christ in your spirit. To the point where you are intoxicated. And Paul said, put on Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill his loss thereof. Romans 13, show me. Romans 13, the last verse. He said, put on Christ and you will not give the flesh occasion. Look at it. Romans 13, the last verse. Pastor, I need to close now. <laughs> Romans 13. Are you Romans 13? The last verse. Oh, glory to God. Romans 13, are you there? He said, but put on what? Put it on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provision for the flesh to fulfill its lost error. So when you put on Christ, you will stop the flesh from finding expression. How do you put on Christ? I'm kind. I'm merciful. I'm forgiven. I'm loving. I'm humble as he is. He is merciful. I'm merciful. He is kind. I'm kind. Paul said, you live in here. He said, for you are not so learned Christ. He said, this character you are behaving, you are showing, where did it come from? It's, it's, it's alien to you. Fornication is alien to you. Adultery is alien to you. Lying is alien to you. Stealing is alien to you. It's not who I am. Come on, say, it's not who I am. Your mind needs to get it. Your mind needs to get it. Sit down. We're almost done. Back to Colossians 2. That's my last part for this morning. Colossians 2, are you there? Let's keep reading Colossians. I want to show you something. Colossians 2. We stopped at having forgiven all our trespasses. All. Oh, oh. God help me, oh, all my trespasses. Do you know Colossians 1.21 says, Ah, Father, shall I go help me here? Help me. It's just many. <laughs> you don't know. 
it's just men I'm trying to go, but it's coming, calling me back. Shall go help me? Look, look at this. Go back to Colossians. Are we here? Now, go to Colossians 121 first. Let's read 21 and 22. Yes, help me. Huh? When, when you sit under this kind of things, your life changes. Your life changes. Look at Colossians 121 and 22. Colossians 121 and 22. Quickly. Okay? And you who were what? And enemies in your mind by what? Even now have he reconciled. You see that? How? Verse 22. In the body of his flesh through death. To do what? Present you. How? Holy and where? Can you see you are not the one presenting yourself? Some of you are, the law, the Lord tries to make you present yourself. You can't. He's the one through his death that presents you to his father, holy. Not just holy, unblameable. This is a strong word. This is not blameless. Blameless is nothing to blame. Unblameable is there can never be anything to blame. In your sight, I have blame. Thank God for your sight. But your sight doesn't matter. Look at somebody beside you and say, I respect you. I respect your holiness and your righteousness. But your sight doesn't matter. In other words, your opinion does not count. It doesn't count at all. I honor your righteousness and holiness. I respect your your dickiness and your elderness and your bishopness. But you see, your opinion here does not count. What counts is his opinion. And in his opinion, I am holy, I am unblameable, and I am Why? Why? Show me Enos. I like Enos. Show me in NLT. Enos is gingering me. Show me NLT. We used to use some dangerous versions here. Show me NLT. NLT is powerful. Show me NLT. NLT amplified, all those sweet versions. NLT amplified. Ooh, glory to God. Hey, this is good. Yet now he us to himself through the death of his Christ in the physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are. And what? As you stand before him without a single form. Say, I stand. Stand up. Say, I stand. Before my Father. Because of what Jesus has done for me. Holy. Blameless. Without a single fault. Someone say, but there's a provision. Verse 23. I'll show you the provision. 23. Show me. 23. Next verse. 23. I like it. Say, but you must continue to what? Believe this truth. What truth? That you are holy. <laughs> Jacobs, he said you must believe this truth that you are holy. I stand firmly in it. Don't you say from your Don't let anybody let don't let anybody make you feel unholy. Yes, sir. I am because he is. He says, stand firmly on this truth. Continue to believe it. Faith 
is in Jesus. Do you know this song? I put my faith in Jesus. Hey, my anchor to the ground. My hope is on foundation. That's what we're going to sing to close today. Great is your faithfulness to me. Listen, let's go back to Colossians 2 so we can close. We have not seen close Colossians 2. We must close it. So go back to Colossians 2, King James. I like all these versions that put the dates they were edited. They were. I like that one, King James 1964. It's very cool. NLT 1996. Which app is this one? Elder. You don't take away elder, they conjure apps. <laughs> before the, before the, all these things started. When we were in Abekuta in 19, 2019, 2001, 2002, Elder was conjuring things. From where? I don't know where they get them from. You know, the computer go. <laughs> Look at this. So go to Colossians 1 now. Go up. Go to Colossians 2. Sorry, Colossians 2. Go back to verse 16 where we started. Colossians 2.16 Maybe we should even use NLT Because NLT is, it give us NLT, Go to NLT Colossians 2 from verse 16 We, we, have, we, have, we have verse 14 right or 13? 13 Go to Colossians 2.13 NLT Good Alright You were dead because of your sins And you were And because your sinful nature was not yet cut away Then God made you alive with Christ He forgave you all what? Next verse he cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. You see that? The cross is our victory. Yeah. Took it out of the way. Glory to God. Verse 15. 15. In this way, he disarmed spiritual rulers and authorities. Can you see that? Those people that live in fear of spiritual powers. Says spiritual powers can only harm or hurt you if there's anything on you. And there's nothing on you. Nothing on you. Stop going for deliverance. You don't need it. I'm delivered already. You know what I just said? Stop going for deliverance. You are delivered already. The enemy does not have a right to touch you. No right. No right. Even Job that was Job that was not even a Christian. Job that was not, that was not joined to Christ like you. Satan couldn't just touch Job. He took permission. God had to permit him. Then you will not fix Satan will just come into your life and say it's attack, it's attack, it's attack. Come on, stop that rubbish. Satan know him. Say so in this way, he disarmed rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. That's why Satan hates to hear about the cross. He hates for us to talk about the cross. Because the cross is our victory. The cross is his defeat. Next verse. Next verse. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon or ceremonies. So this is what the law represented. The law came with don't do this, don't do that. Look at the next verse. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come and Christ himself is that reality. Next verse. Next verse. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels saying they have had visions about these things. Don't be fooled by visions and encounters. Young people, encounter, encounter, encounter. Vision, vision, encounter, encounter. Stop that crap. Stop looking for what you... what You, you, you don't need that. Christ is all you need. 
as a, some people are losing their minds. A woman brought her daughter to me in church. The girl said, uh, he said, why are you here? He said, my, uh, they, they told me that it also was a portal. I'm here to encounter that portal. I said, something's wrong with you. She was, she's already losing her mind. Stop going to school because she listens to preachers who are telling her about encounters, encounters, encounters. You don't need any encounter. Christ is in you. Are you hearing me? You are as anointed as you can ever be. Stop looking for anointing. Stop looking for encounters. Don't lose your mind for these people. They are telling you to do things they don't do. And lie on social media. I heard one say that he went to see a deboy. That deboy told him, which is a big lie, that deboy told him he just came out of a meeting with Jeremiah. Levels. That this Jeremiah you are reading, you are reading. Jeremiah comes to I never told him. Jeremiah comes to me, Ezekiel comes to me, they come to teach me their book. You will not be a young person, you will not be there. Oh Lord, Jeremiah come to rubbish. When Jeremiah is wishing he was in your class, check your Bible, check your Bible. First Peter 1 10. He said they prophesied about things they didn't know about, and they were wondering too, who is this, who is these things for? Who's it for? Jeremiah comes to me. Ezekiel comes to me. You will not be there. Oh God, see level, see realm. Rob Bishop of 19 million. Yeah. Tell them myself, so Bishop Wale Ajayi in Benish. They know me. They know me very well. Look at the cross. Bishop said, rubbish. Rubbish. Over 90 million. Nonsense. Don't anyone And they are not connected to Christ. The head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with his joints and ligaments, and it grows and what? As God nourishes it. Next verse. You have died with Christ. He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following these rules of the world? Such as what? Touch not don't tandle, don't taste, don't touch. Rules, law, rules, 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 rules. Such rules are I like the part I'm showing you. Sorry, you rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. Look at the next verse. These rules may seem wise. They require strong devotion, pious self-denial, severe body discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desire. The law appears wise, but it has no power in checking the flesh. What did Paul say in Galatians 6.14? Show me Galatians 6.14. Paul said, God forbid. God forbid. Galatians 6.14. That's the final, final scripture for today. Galatians 6.14. Paul said, that I what? Glory. Show me Galatians 6.14. But God forbid that I should glory save in anything. Huh? Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. Show me in NLT. God forbid I boast in anything. Only the cross of Jesus. I put my faith in Jesus. Look at it. Show me the word. As for me, may I never boast about anything Except the cross of God. I won't boast in my prayer life. I won't boast in my study of the word. I won't boast in my fasting. I won't boast in my relationships. I won't boast in encounters. I will only boast. Because of that cross. You know what? My interest in this world has been crucified. And the world's interest in me has also died. Look at 
You know, sometimes what foils most of these encounters and realms is ego. To prove who is more anointed than the other. To walk in man has walked in. Can I tell you good news? They know they carry first for this walk. Don't they carry first? They know they carry first for this walk. Can I tell you good news? They never mark the exam. Mama, they never mark the exam. You know, some people ask for extra shit in the exam hall. Extra shit. You think they are writing something though? Extra shit. Extra shit. Rubbish, but extra shit. You now wow. You two will not ask for extra shit. But you don't need though. You don't need. They never mark the exam. Let me tell you. The exam is not yet marked. Exam will be marked when Jesus comes back. Then we will all face the judgment seat of Christ. Then every man's work shall be tested with fire. To see what manner of work it is. Then, then, every man shall receive his praise of God. Any praise anybody is getting now is praise of man. Some people think ministry, social media. 100,000 followers. One, you are competing with Ronaldo. Ronaldo has 300 million followers. Yeah. You are competing in social media followership means ministry. Am I making sense to anybody here? What, what is, is they never mark the exam. So if Jesus comes back, we will not know who is great. We don't know who is great now. So look at the person, you say, calm down. Don't go and die for man's praise. Don't die for nothing. Am I making sense to you? Or if you, no matter you do, do. You don't make carry first for this work. I was, I was in, I was privileged to be at the 40th anniversary of Winner's Chapel this year. God has given me privilege, so I, I, God has given me level and privilege with these guys. Hmm. We should be the host in 1986 built the biggest auditorium in Africa for God. Now we can first that time. Abi? Not too long after, we should be built uh, 50,000 meter. The first. Abi? As it was, as it finished building that, Reverend Paul and Neche built the biggest auditorium in, Af- in the world now. 100,000. While he was just celebrating, the man in Patakot increased his own to 120,000. So, then carry first now. While he was not even finished his own, we are building the ark. So, Paul, can you see that they don't carry first? You cannot hold, because as you think you're carrying first, somebody is carrying first somewhere. So, why die for first? That nobody can carry. One pastor came to see me. He said, What do I do for for church, for growth? I say, as a pastor, you have things to do. Win souls, disciple them, full stop. Win souls, disciple them, full stop. Plant planting and watering are not formulas for growth. Growth comes from God. That's why all glory goes to him. You, you cannot say, I planted, I watered, and increase came. No. Planted. Apollos watered. A separate matter. God. Increase. You die for you. Kill you for what now? So, I've told myself, this work don't they carry first put. <laughs> you, can't be, you can't be the most anointed preacher. There's no, there's, no, there's no award for that. You can't be the most. There's nothing like that. The most anointed preacher, the most the, the revelation of grace more 
Continue. When you tire, you stop. Because God is raising more people. God will not stop raising people. And if you don't understand it, you will not be like Saul. Who do you understand it? That when God began to raise his soul was wise, you will help David. But all this ego, it will make these people kill people God is raising. But me, I'm not afraid. God raised everybody. But I'm raising all. I, <laughs> I said, I, I see. Do better. I told my son Craig recently, I said, Craig, you want to go on uh, 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 anything you want to do, do. Because your success, your growth is my growth. Your joy is my joy. I can't be intimidated because you raise the dead. Raise the dead, though. Am I making sense to anybody? With these few points of mine. I'll see you in the evening. So that, so we can go proper into the Galatian talk. But I started to introduce you today so you can understand all where all the law is coming from and how to navigate through scripture. Somebody say amen. Right, let's receive our, our coordinator. Come on, pastor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So tonight, we're going to minister to one another. I love that to happen tonight and just trust the Lord that the person beside you is so anointed. Look at the person beside you. Tell the person I'm anointed. It will be a privilege for you to sit by me tonight. Privilege for you. So if, if I were you, I'll sit by me tonight. Because I'm anointed. The power of God will flow through me to touch you tonight. Somebody say amen. Some things you hear, you just you're just overwhelmed. I'm telling.